Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Phillies Today. We are recording on Sunday night after Phil's do lose two of three to the Marlins. They lost today by a score of five to four. Unfortunately, they do lose this series against Miami in a series where you were hoping to take two of three. Uh, and that's been uh, that's kind of what I said coming into the series, just take two of three. You definitely had the opportunities for sure. You had the opportunities today. You had the opportunity uh, Friday night. So we're going to get into that, but also you still kind of feel good. The Eagles get a win today. Eagles get a win in week one against the New England Patriots. And a bit of a scary, scary game. Look, the NFL is, I don't want to go off into too much of a tangent here, but just real quick because it is week one for the NFL and the Eagles. Um, you know, every it's the NFL. It's tough to win. So not... In a, uh, optically great win, uh, you know, coming off the Super Bowl where the you know, the team was incredible last year. Doesn't look that great, but you know, start of the season. Maybe New England's better this year. Who knows? But Eagles get the win today, twenty-five to twenty over the New England Patriots in Game One uh, this season. So, Phils. Back to baseball. Phils are 78 and 64 on the season. Still retain the number one uh, spot in the National League wildcard race as we speak right now. Second in the NL East to the first place Atlanta Braves, who they get into uh, a four game set uh, coming up tomorrow, starting out with a doubleheader, and we'll get into all of that. Simple show today. Key moments recap. Uh, the Our normal game takeaways. Series takeaways uh, will be right after that. Then we'll get into the previewing the four-game set against those Atlanta Braves um, tomorrow. Again, two games, uh, four-game set, sorry, uh, starting at Citizens Bank Park. Um, and then that's pretty much it. We'll uh, we'll update you on Reese Hoskins, a little Reese Hoskins update. Then we'll get to around the league, see what else is going on. Um, around baseball as well before we get you out of here. So, key moments recap from today, uh, earlier on today, or uh, this probably will be out Monday morning, so yesterday. Well, either way, you you get it. Uh, bottom of the first, Trey Turner stays hot. Two-run bomb to make it a 2 nothing game for the Fightins. Bottom of the third, Kyle Schwarber. I mean, back-to-back here. I mean, not not literally back-to-back, but look, Turner hits a two-run homer. Two-run homer. He's hot. Kyle Schwarber, solo bomb. I mean, my gosh, he's been smoking hot. He's slugging like 3,000, it feels like. Another homer, his 43rd of the year, I believe, to make it three zip fills. Top of the seventh. We're going to fast forward to the top of the seventh. By the way, throughout this game, Ranger Suarez was incredibly dominant um, before he gets to the seventh inning where he gets the no-hitter broken up. And... 
feels like it's like this sometimes. And then right after it gets broken up, Yuli Gurriel with an RBI double. Brian De La Cruz would score um, to make it a 3-2 game uh, for the the Marlins. Uh, the Marlins trailing. Well, they they cut it uh, the lead to one, three to two. Nick Fortes, RBI single. Yuli Gurriel would score. It was a 3-3 game at this point, and that's when Ranger Suarez would be taken out. Uh, I believe it was right after uh, that Fortes single. And all tied up at three before you know it. And top of the eighth, an inning later, Brian De La Cruz, a two-run homer uh, to make it 5-3 in Miami. That's all they would really need. Bottom of the eighth, Castellanos, uh, Nick Castellanos with an RBI double. Bryson Stott would score 5-4 to four, Miami. And bottom of the ninth, uh, the Phils did have runners on first and second for Alec Bohm, who would then ground into a double play. And that's really, uh, you know, that's that's kind of the story of this ballgame as well. Even though the Phils, it's not like there was no offense in this game, but one for nine runners in scoring position. And Alec Bohm grounding into this double play, kind of just feeding into that uh, runners in scoring position where they were one for nine again. Um, and then Bryson Stott strikes out on a foul tip to end the game. 5-4, Marlins win. Phil's had opportunities to win this series. You had opportunities in this game. Again, one for Nas runs in scoring position. Um, you know, there have been points this year where the Phillies were really bad with runners in scoring position. I remember a couple of months ago checking, like, they were bottom five. Um, they've been better, but uh, not this series. Uh, this series where they weren't absolutely horrible overall, but they weren't great, and I think that was a big difference in why the Marlins would win this series. As in two of these games, you know, the Phils go uh, game one, I believe it was game one, run for nine, and then game three, one for nine, runs in scoring position. Not good. Two for 18 overall. That's not good. That's that's not good. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not a huge believer in, I'm not going to say I'm not a huge believer in batting average, but, you know, I don't value as much as I used to. And um, But batting average with runners in scoring position, definitely important um, because, you know, you, you get a hit with, with somebody in scoring position, the 99 times out of 10 they're going to score. Um, so not good. Uh, so the Phils, they had their opportunities in this series. Um, somehow, you know, Aaron Nola has a mediocre outing, and that's when they win that game. Um, but uh, Friday and today, uh, they had their opportunities to win these win these games. Um, and it's not like the pitching was horrible, okay? Like, I mean, yet today, Sir Anthony not great. Ranger, uh, you know, gives up three runs eventually, but Ranger was good. Like, you can't blame that on Ranger. Um, yeah, Sir Anthony probably doesn't give up that two-run homer. It's a solid win, but it you know it is what it is. Uh, so my game takeaways: number one, Ranger Suarez. Ranger Suarez career high ten strikeouts. I mean, look, my mother's at this game. My mother was with my family at this game. I'm producing the game at WPHT uh, for the Phils as, you know, the Eagles were playing over here on WIP, so we had the game on PHT. I'm producing the game. My mom's at the game with the rest of my family. I'm thinking, my mom's going to witness a no-hitter. My family's going to witness a no-hitter. I'm going to produce a no-hitter. This is going to be the ultimate history, you know, personally, of course, selfishly, and or just for everybody else, too. Um, you know, coming off the Michael Lorenzen no-hitter, which was what? Uh, like literally just over a month ago would have been insane but ranger um doesn't do it and you know that's how it goes sometimes most of the time it's how it goes guys you know carry no hitters into late in the games and most of the time it gets broken up um but ranger at the end of the day still career high 10 strikeouts it's important for him 
you know, he he has he has a good game, and for me, it's looking at it this way: is okay. Even though they lost this game today, it's important for Ranger to look good heading into the postseason. I don't know what they're going to do with him as far as the rotation goes, or if he's going to, uh, you know, stay in the bull, or if they're going to move him to the bullpen. But either way, uh, I think it's important to see this type of outing from him today, especially coming off the injury. Because at first, coming off the first injury he had uh, in the WB, WBC, he wasn't. Uh, you know, really that all that great out the gate, but this time he, he looks good. You know, coming off the Milwaukee start, and now uh, I like it. I like what I see from Ranger, and that's the, a huge positive that you can take away. It's important for him to shape into form heading into the postseason. Takeaway number two, and this might not be like super popular um, with Phillies fans right now, but Sir Anthony back-to-back appearances where big reasons why they lost this game um i thought friday night it was more about the offense um i thought today was somewhat about the offense but it was more on sir anthony giving up the two-run homer but i want to say this there's like people out there that's saying oh you should go down triple a lehigh valley this and that like i know sir anthony hasn't been great as of late and his stuff doesn't look like amazing but like dude he still had an era under one in august and i know he's been bad in september I don't know what it is uh, that we like to do as Philadelphia fans where we just like pick certain guys or whomever and we we say, "Oh, well, they need to they need to do this, they need to do that." Like Sir Anthony hasn't been, I mean, he hasn't been great, but he hasn't been horrific all year long. Like he's kind of been up and down this year, but like overall, he's been just like okay if you're looking at the overall numbers. Um, and I know it's not like he doesn't feel great right now, but he had a bad September. And I, I noticed that John Solon has put this out on Twitter. He had a bad September last year, but then was incredible in October. Like where this bullpen's at right now, um, I like the overall depth. I like their the overall bullpen right now. And I know that people complain. It's like game to game. It's uh, the bullpen's great and the bullpen's not great. Like everyone, people are on right now where the bullpen sucks. When it's like, okay, like let's just relax. Let's take a chill pill. Okay, like Sir Anthony hasn't been great, but look, last year, one four last year. Listen, one forty two RA, one forty two ERA in August last year, eleven fifty seven ERA in September. 2022, but then a 169 ERA in the postseason. Chill out, <laughs> chill the heck out. It's 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 not as deep as you think it is. Like it's we 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 latch onto these narratives as fans, and then we run with it. Okay, let's just chill out. Like, like let's look at the numbers overall, and let's. Um, uh, it seems like every it, it feels like everyone right now. It's like every time Sir Anthony has a bad outing right now that we need to send him down the Lehigh Valley. Like I don't think that's the answer. I think uh, I know he hasn't been great as of late, but let's not overblow this, okay? So Sir Anthony, not a great appearance, and he was a big reason why they lost this game. Um, but it's not all because of him. You know, the runners in scoring position they're still one for nine today, so the offense could have been a little better. Um, and I know we probably would still be picking on Sir Anthony, but at the end of the day, I, I think we need to chill out with the Sir Anthony thing. And the last takeaway was the runners in scoring position. I've already talked about this, um, but you need to be better with runners in scoring position, um, especially heading into the postseason, especially heading into the postseason, because that's where uh, hitting the baseball really matters is when you have those chances to score. And there, it's, you know, especially in the postseason, like you need every game is important. Every at bat, every inning is important. So it's super important. Um, so running the scoring position, my last thing. Serious takeaways. 
and it literally uh, floods right over from runners scoring position uh, from the game takeaway into the series takeaway. Runners in scoring position for the series. Game one, one for nine. Game two, three for seven. Not bad. That's, that's pretty good, actually. Game three, one for nine. Again, five for 25 overall, 250 average. Could be worse. Could be worse, but also not great. Um, definitely thought it was a factor into them losing the series and the, the opportunities uh, to lose the series. It seemed like game one, it was more about like, oh, well, Christopher Sanchez was, uh, you know, was pulled early and it's Anthony and this and that. I get it. It was, those are probably some good takes, but it seemed like people just forgot about the offense only scored two runs on Friday night. And the runners in scoring position, uh, more of an important thing for me. When you only score two runs, you need to give your pitching a little more run support. I know Sir Anthony, you know, gives up the, the home run and Christopher Sanchez had a good outing. But let's be honest, your, your, your offense needs to give you a little more run support. So um, I just think overall from today and Friday night, I've already mentioned this, but that's I thought the first, one of the first takeaways I thought of running the scoring position. I thought it was important. Uh, second takeaway, and I, I, I'm not going to beat the dead horse. All I'm going to say is my thing on Aaron Rola right now, as frustrating as he's been this year, I'm concerned going into the postseason now. Because last year, again, re- remember Aaron Nola finished top five in Cy Young voting last year? Like, Aaron Nola was good last year. Aaron Nola was really good. Um this year, he's not been good. He's been below average overall. And I'm concerned about Aaron Ola. And it's more about, like, you know, the big blow-up innings that he's been having. Like, that's the issue. And, I mean, you're really going to be asking a lot of your offense in these postseason games that he's pitching. I still want him on the mound. I know it's crazy as it sounds. As, as much as I'm being negative on Aaron Ola, I still want him on the mound in the postseason. I know that sounds crazy. But at the same time, I can't tell you I'm not concerned. I can't tell you that I'm not concerned uh, about these about these outings, about these uh, – uh, not even these outings, these just like – these blow-ups in these certain innings. But I, I still have to go with, uh, with the guy that's supposed to be a superstar pitcher. I, I can't. I can't not do that in the postseason. All I'm saying is that I'm really frustrated, and I am concerned going into the postseason. That doesn't mean that I'm sitting him and starting Christopher Sanchez or Aaron Ola. We're not doing that. We're not. We're, we're not going to do that. But uh, these these blow up innings where he what the four run inning on in the fifth on Friday night or excuse me Saturday night, even though they still won that game, concerning. Um, and third thing, and I've already kind of uh, picked at this. Not super worried about the bullpen. I still like the depth they had this year, and like looking back last year in the you know the bullpen, they really only did it with what Sir Anthony, Alvarado, maybe Robertson. Robertson was kind of shaky at something you know in postseason. I think I forget. I haven't looked at his numbers. Um, and Eflin, right? Like, and it's always like recency bias. I get it. But at the same time, like going into the postseason this year, think about all the options you have. And I know it's no one's, not everyone's going to be Mariano Rivera. Okay. Like, Strom overall has been good this year. Soto, eh. Soto, as it stands right now, hasn't looked all that great. But, you know, Soto's been an all star in the past. And he's had times this year where he's, he has looked really good. Um, Alvarado, like, I still, I, I still, 
trust Alvarado going into the postseason. I know it sounds crazy. Kimbrell, shaky at times this year, but overall still good. Um, Hoffman has been great this year. Um, and then, again, you're going to add a couple of guys from the rotation to the bullpen. So, like, remember that. I still... I know there, there's been times with the Anthony giving up the, the two runs and the two runs on Friday and Sunday, but I'm still, I still like the bullpen going into the postseason. I know we're microscoping every single little thing. That's what we do as fans. I get it, um, but I'm not super worried about the bullpen going into the postseason. Um, so those are my series takeaways uh, from this from this weekend. Runners in scoring position. Aaron Nola. Not super worried about the bullpen. Um, you know, coming off this two of three, uh, losing two of three to Miami would have would have liked to take two of three, but it's not the end of the world. Still first in the wild card standings, um, and now we move to the Atlanta Bravos four game set with the Braves. Um, you have your doubleheader tomorrow. Um, game one starts, I believe, starts at one o five. Taiwan Walker will take the mound versus Charlie Morton. Um, game two will be at 640. That'll be Kyle Wright and Michael Lorenzen. Uh, game three, Tuesday at 640. Uh, it will be Max Freed and Zach Wheeler. A little rubber match there, man. Oof. Uh, Freed and Zach Wheeler hopefully will be a fun pitcher's duel that will end in the you know Phillies winning that game. Um, Spencer Strider and Christopher Sanchez. Strider, a lot of intriguing matchups here, man. I mean, I mean the Braves. By the way, the Braves did clinch a postseason spot uh, today um, with a W against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, so, the, I mean, the Braves are just really at this point they're just um, trying to stay on the steady plane and has some momentum going into the postseason. Um, as they tried to not do what they did last year, but hopefully the Phillies can do that again if they do face them in the postseason, uh, what they did last year in 2022 in the NLDS. Um, and then Wednesday, like I said, Strider versus Christopher Sanchez. So the Phillies will face Kyle Wright uh, in game two tomorrow. And Kyle Wright's, Kyle Wright's first start since May. Uh, he's been out with that shoulder injury. Um, so we'll see how Kyle Wright looks for the Braves. Uh, you know, all I'm looking for this series, I'd like to take three or four. I mean, split at the very least. I, again, I'm about winning series right now. I'm really about winning series. Please win series. Okay? That's what I want. Win the freaking series. All right? Um, the Braves, I mean, just across the board. Offense is literally first in average. On base percentage, home runs, runs scored, and OPS. And they're like ninth in stolen bases, thanks to Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, like seriously, <laughs> uh, but I mean the the Braves' offense is utterly incredible. Um, from Acuna to Austin Riley to Matt Olson, um, they have just been uh, unbelievable this year. So if if you're the Phils, at least take two of t- t- at least split. If not, let's take three or four. Let's take advantage of maybe the Braves. Uh, you know, slow down a little bit just because they finally clinched postseason berth. But I mean, they've been incredible this year. And also, besides the offense, starting pitching tenth in ERA, uh, relief pitching second in ERA. So I mean, they're just stacked all the way across the board. Um, so that's your series against the Braves coming up. Looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully, we don't. Uh, deal with a Braves team that is just too overmatched, uh, too good for the Phils. But, you know, um, the Phils, let's keep it going here, okay? I mean, yes, we lost two of three to the Marlins, but let's get back on track.
All right, so that's your series preview uh, against the Atlanta Braves. Around the league, um, and as it stands, like I let you guys know earlier, Phil, 78 and 64, they had that first wild card spot. Chicago Cubs, 77 and 67 in that second wild card spot. They they won today against Arizona in Wrigley. Um, and then also in that wild card race, you have Arizona, who did, I just mentioned lost today, 75 and 69, retained that third wild card spot. Then Miami, half game back. They just won two of three against the Fightins um, in the th- uh, right behind Arizona. Cincinnati, 74-71, and 71, a game and a half back. San Fran, two back. San Diego, eight back. And then you got a bunch of teams that aren't going to do anything. Uh, so then, just to end the show here, I-, I don't know what to do with this news. I think it would be pretty cool to see Reese Hoskins come back in the postseason, kind of like Kyle Schwarber did for the Chicago Cubs in 2016 um, as Schwarber was hurt but then came back in the postseason um, and helped the Cubs win their first World Series title uh, since 1908 or whatever it was. Hopefully Reese Hoskins could potentially be that for the Phils. I mean, how awesome would that be? I, I, I don't know if Reese Hoskins has played his last game as a Philly I love Reese. I really do. I don't want Reese to go, but who knows what's going to happen as far as roster-wise. I don't know what's going to happen going uh, into next year. But an update on Reese. Anyway, as I'm saying this, an update on Reese. Um, so he's been doing T-work and taking tri-swings. That's according to phillies.com. You know, he's been dealt with the torn left ACL that he injured uh, in spring training earlier this season. Uh, you know, in spring training. Um, so this is according to Destin, Destiny Legardo on Twitter. And I'm not calling it X. It's staying with Twitter. I'm never calling it X. Um, today's uh, Reese Hoskins update, uh, according to Destiny Legardo on Twitter, the great uh, uh, Phillies beat writer. He's hitting off a tee and taking dry swings. He's also doing some running and changing direction. It will be, a, quote, a little bit before he starts to do soft toss and batting practice in the cages. Um yeah, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to, you know, have Reese in the postseason. I don't know what they would, I guess, do with him. Uh, I mean, coming off the bench, that'd be weird, right? But, I mean, if Bryce plays first, then who is in the outfield? Would it be Marsh, Castellanos, uh, Rojas? I, I mean, I don't know. Like, but Reese is such a good bat. He's been so, he's been so great uh, as a Philly um, you know, offensively. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what people were going to say about his his defense, but I mean, they almost won the World Series with him last year. They almost beat the mighty Houston Astros. But that's your update on Reese Hoskins as he's been dealing with left toward an ACL this year. So that's your update on the big fella. So that's going to do it for me, Francisco Rojas. Um, I'm looking forward uh, to this series against Atlanta, and then after Atlanta. It will be, I believe it will be at St. Louis because they were just here. So, yeah, it's going to be at St. Louis and then back to um, out in Atlanta. So, it's a little road trip after that. So, uh, four games set here with the Braves. Day off on Thursday. Then a weekend series at uh, St. Louis. Then at Atlanta for three games. And then a couple more series before the uh, series, the season's over. Uh, before um, the Mets, the Pirates, and back out and flushing to face the Mets to, to end uh, the 2023 season. So do it for me. Get it split at the least.
but take three or four. That's going to do it for me, Francisco Rojas, and I'll talk to you guys very soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.